When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi everyone, Ioni and Olivia here, and we are so excited to be presenting the second series of our limited podcast exploring modern identity made in collaboration with monkey the skin you're in explores what it means to be alive today and the biggest issues affecting our generation from online activism marginalized people in the workplace and representation of bodies we want to know where the conversations are at and what we can do to move them forward we're talking to the people at the forefront of these issues enacting change through their work and lives so let's go surprise the skin you're in is back Surprise and celebration for an International Women's Day bonanza. <laughs> extravaganza. Uh, extravaganza bonanza. So we're back for three episodes across three weeks and you're currently listening to the first one because we know it is International Women's Day and International Women's Month, but we also want to spotlight that these are issues that we always care about and think about. And rant and rave about. <laughs> it's true, rant and rave about. So Our first guest. Our first guest is India. She is the co-founder of the Speak Up Space, which is a space for sharing about sexual assault and sexual violence. And it's a really great new space that seems open and welcoming. Yeah. And also it's really educational. So I think that one thing that's really great about the Speak Up Space is that it brings people into the space through different means, through, yeah, like community connection, but also enlightenment I don't know enlightenment seems a bit on the lines with spirituality but you know what I mean like yeah education kind of like getting informed basically about huge gaps that we have in terms of like our bodies like sex and sexuality and when you are in like a marginalized body India is also the co-host of the accidental activist podcast which I love that as a descriptor I feel like especially over the last few years or so a lot of people have maybe found themselves in the space of being an accidental activist or having all of this like kinetic energy for wanting to make change but not necessarily knowing how to action it and I think the more we talk about these things the easier it becomes yeah absolutely I also just love the concept of like um, bringing accidental into the mainstream because it kind of you kind of start to realize that most you look around and you think that everyone who's got their shit together has actually just got loads of privilege right yeah it's like it's like that Dolly Parton quote, isn't it? Find out who you're meant to be and do it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> the best quote ever. Yeah, um, brilliant. But yeah, here is our interview with India. Hi, India. Hello. Hi. 
How are you? Really good, thank you. Yeah. So for any of our listeners that may not have heard of you or your work, do you want to give us a little quick introduction? So I sort of describe myself as an accidental activist, sort of didn't necessarily mean to become a sort of source of education, I suppose. But I have done and I really like it. And I am also the co-founder of the Speak Up Space, which is a online safe space for survivors of sexual violence, harassment and anything that correlates. So, um, yeah, I kind of like when I was researching, I love the fact that you call yourself an accidental activist and also that your podcast is about that. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about your podcast? Yeah. So I started this podcast with my best friend, Phoebes, who I also co-run the Speak Up Space with. And we just wanted a space to talk about the issues that we care about completely unfiltered because Instagram can be a little bit tricky at times we find I've been shadow banned a few times currently shadow banned at the moment um, so it's just nice to be able to be like right we're going to talk about whatever we want and we can talk about it for as long as we like and we would always do these live streams together and people would always be like we love these do more we'd be like oh why don't we just sort of do these but in podcast format so you can kind of have them whenever wherever Mm -hmm. yeah totally and like in terms of like you being shadow banned and stuff kind of what has your experience with that been I noticed that you share quite a lot of like educational or activist resources do you think that's maybe why or like what has kind of happened there do you think it's something that happens to us all the time as well yeah I mean it generally so like my account gets restricted in terms of like the actions that I can do and that usually happens when I do a popular post around the topic of race but then yeah the I think the most recent reason I was shadow banned was probably because I used the word sex in a post and then I just think the algorithm was like no you can't do that we're (laughs) we're not gonna talk about taboo subjects and yeah then it just kind of my reach just completely goes down and suddenly you can't be found on hashtags or anything. It's really, it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating. So it's like, all you want to do is put out information, hopefully help someone, hopefully educate someone. And Instagram is restricting that. And it's like almost the most important people to reach are the people that don't follow you because people Mm -hmm. that follow you are probably quite interested in the same stuff as you or you know they actively really want to know about stuff so they're out looking for it whereas the people that don't perhaps might not be overly interested and they're the people that you really need to have your content reach it's so weird like um you saying about being shadow banned like over the word sex as well because I was like commenting from my personal on a polyester post and I used the word bloody as in like bloody hell and it just it wouldn't show up the comment like I was like oh have I been restricted from like commenting on my own zines page like that's so weird and I kept checking and if I looked on my personal page on polyester the comment was there but on polyesters it wasn't if that makes sense Wow. and so I deleted it and re-commented without a swear word and it came up and bloody isn't even a swear word like oh my god <laughs> it's like the least swear yeah. word yeah <laughs> wow that's scary that you can see it but the rest no one else can yeah, and obviously I haven't restricted myself from the polyester account because I literally run the account. So, so yeah. <laughs> it's a weird one with like Instagram and activism, especially as it was its kind of use for activism has soared over the past year, kind of like spurred on by the like Black Lives Matter resurgence. But at the same time, they're censoring activists and censoring you. So like, do you feel like you still get 
positive things out of the platform or do you think it's becoming a bit more of like a useless place to be it really does depend because it's like there are some days where I'm like I might as well just leave like there's no point because I I do I do stuff in real life as well like I'm not you know one of these quote-unquote Instagram activists or whatever you want to call them I'm someone that has always done stuff outside of Instagram so it's like I could leave the platform at any time and I know that I would still be doing work outside of it but it's like I I meet new people and I get opportunities out of Instagram so it's like I, I want to stay in that respect and then also just when when I get one or two messages come through of you being like I learned something from you I found out something new this made me think that's where I'm like I can't leave this platform because at the end of the day like I am even if it's just one person that has learned something new because of me, that's still one more person that is educated on a subject and might not say or do something that might harm someone else. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's swings and roundabouts, isn't it? But you know, perhaps one day we'll find somewhere better that kind of cares about its creators more. And you know, the because ultimately we are the app's source of income. You know, they profit off of us, so it's it's frustrating to know that we the currency are not being respected yeah and in terms of like the type of content you post on instagram i saw that you like post quite a few infographics which are obviously helpful to like loads of people what sort of like constraints but also freedoms do you feel from creating that type of work um well obviously you can never give the full story which Mm. i suppose is the only like annoying thing with an infographic but I, I always feel like they're a really good starting point and they make information really accessible for people I feel like recently I've had to defend the infographic quite a bit because you know I think a lot of people are like oh infographics are so pointless or they don't do this or they don't do that and I'm like obviously they're never going to cover anything like you know just everything all at once but that's like that's not really the point of them no one is saying read an infographic instead of doing this or doing that it's like it's a good starting point it's a good position or like you know I found I found out about a lot of topics because of infographics that I've just never heard of I never would have thought of and it's like I can't go out looking for a book if I don't know what I'm looking for right but now I've seen this infographic ah now I know about this topic let me go research it further and not everyone's going to do that not everyone has the time to do that not everyone can read books like you know I think it makes information accessible I honestly me I'm a university student I have tried reading some literature you know some feminist literature and I'm like this isn't accessible for me but that Instagram infographic that someone did that summarized one of the chapters that made sense to me and I got it you know and it's like do I get it in as much detail as I would like probably not but ultimately the language in that book wasn't accessible for me and that's not my fault mm-hmm. do you see what I mean yeah that's so true we're always like infographics they're a good starting point but like how do we how do we one carry the conversation on but also to convince people that it's not enough to like an infographic you know you've got to like engage with it more internally and then further like I just wanted wondered how you get on with that well in mine I try to add in sort of like recommendations whether that's a recommendation of like films documentaries books even just other people to follow or like a speech to watch or something because I like to try and leave things as open and sort of accessible as possible because yeah like I said I struggle to take in information from books so it's like some people might be able to watch a movie about it and then just get it and I always encourage people to go out and 
do the work and engage with stuff in real life but ultimately I know that I can't control other people and to be honest even if they read a book or they don't read a book that still might not spur them on to do anything else so it's like you can only do your best with it right and it's the same as anything else. I suppose like maybe like a question that I'd be interested in your answering as well is like how can we take the accessibility and like the ease of Instagram and like the ways that we can like disseminate information but out away from Instagram if that makes sense like because yeah obviously literature can seem and often can be very exclusionary so then how Instagram is shit so how do we foster these kind (laughs) of environments outside of it do you know what I mean yeah definitely I mean podcasts are great um (laughs) I I like to get a lot of information or opinions or like question myself or others kind of through podcasts I think you know you'll occasionally come across something random and it'll just it'll click I I'm really good when it comes to like audio learning I don't I don't like to read stuff so I always find those really helpful and I think they're kind of I hope I hope they're the way to go I really hope they're the way to go I would love it if podcasts became even bigger because I just I think they're great but it is a it is a tough one because it's like I feel as though Instagram is so ingrained into our society now and it's this addiction for a lot of us and but it's also a way of connecting with so many people at the same time so it's like you don't really want to let go of it but also in the same way you're like how do we get off of this and be I don't know be better without it Mm -hmm. I don't know it's it's a question I don't really have an answer to (laughs) and like aside from the accidental activist you also have founded the speak up space so I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that and like why you decided to start that and what your journey has been with it yeah of course so we started the speak up space in it was only like June of 2020 I'm gonna say and Phoebes had actually had the idea earlier on in the year but that just never kind of been the right time for it but then she came to me and she said like I want to do this thing and I was like this Mother's Day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile whether it's for your mom a mother figure or yourself as a mom find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, let's just do it together. We just created it. And so initially we were just like, okay, right. It's just going to be this place where people can come and, you know, if they want to share their story of sexual violence, harassment, or, you know, anything related to that, then we'll do that. And we were kind of, we were figuring out like, oh, do we want to do this to like share people's stories or do we just want to be here to like listen and signpost? Then we sort of decided, no, what we'll do is we'll listen, we'll signpost, and then also we'll put out like educational content, hopefully some empowering content as well. And then that's kind of, yeah, what it's involved into. And it's interesting to see how actually the two work in hand so, so well. So I focus on generally like the content side of things. And the content drives people to message us because they'll find out that something's happened to them that they didn't even realize. And it's it's really like gutting to watch, but also seeing how many people are reassured because they were like, I knew that there's some there was something not right about what happened, but I didn't quite realize that mm. it was this. And people are, are very kind of grateful for that. But yeah, we've like we have a team of over twenty people now, and they all do various stuff. We have a whole team of creatives. We have a whole support team. We have people that write content, manage social media. It's kind of it's amazing how much it's grown and how many people we've been able to help. I think it's over four hundred now that we've spoken to and either listened, signposted, or answered the questions. So yeah, I'm kind of really pleased with it. <laughs> Yeah, that's incredible. And it kind of feels like over the past year, but especially over the six months or basically since lockdown with a lot of people reconsidering a lot of things, but it does seem that people are kind of revisiting, as you said, these experiences that they may have been like, oh, I know something was off, but people haven't had the time to sit with it maybe before now. Also, obviously, there's been a few high profile cases such as Marilyn Manson why do you think like now people have started to come forward again? Like are people are calling it like the second Me Too. I mean, Me Too never really ended, but you know what I mean? But like, I do think it there has been another slight shift, if that makes sense, of that we are thinking about this more, coming forward about it more, talking about it more. I think, I think it certainly helps when there's a high profile case because it creates this environment where people are talking about it and then it'll set off like a domino effect because one person comes out and then some other people are like oh I feel safe to do this because there's someone else there too and it's like people emerge in groups not because they want to be part of a trend but because they feel safe because they know that there's other people around them to support them and so yeah like as as horrible as celebrity cases are I think they're almost a good thing because they do create this space for people to be like okay like let let me tell my story now like this is a safe time yeah and I kind of hope that one day we can get to a point where people feel safe to tell their story whenever they want to and whenever they feel ready to but for now people coming out in groups is good and I think that's certainly like that happens online a lot I think Twitter as well people create quite a big community and that is one thing that like the internet and online spaces are really good for is that it does create that sense of community and that sense of camaraderie even though you don't even really know these people it feels 
as though if you have one small shared experience that you're connected to them and you feel safe with them. Mm -hmm. Totally. And do you think that like this is, I mean, A, how has that been for you as someone that like runs a support platform, I suppose would be my first question. Like, have you seen an influx of people? I suppose you're still quite new. It sort of depends a fair amount, to be honest. I mean, we tend to find that our um like we'll get a lot of people messaging in if one of our posts goes viral um rather than like a sort of celebrity thing happening in the media or whatever so for example we had a post about hypersexuality that went viral and that was probably like the most high volume of messages that we'd ever experienced I think we had like over 200 in the space of a weekend and we were like oh my god <laughs> this is unexpected but it's just when you talk about these topics that no one ever talks about and the things that are so so stigmatized um people are finally like oh my god like this has happened to me oh this was normal I understand myself better now and then they feel safer to talk about it but that's kind of been our experience but I'm not sure how things will sort of progress as as we operate for a bit longer. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because we so often come back to this conversation on polyester, but also just like, yeah, generally online activism, that we are like cynical of who owns the platform, who like applies censorship to it, who creates the bots that removes posts or pushes posts or whatever. And I think it's kind of like we're always we're always campaigning against this like evil, but we see it so readily in like, even in the fact I only, when you were like, I could see a comment from one account, but not from another. Mm. That's like kind of like gaslighting, isn't it? It's like that kind of thing does exist in like all activism. We're just like aware of who the bad guy is on social media. So we're maybe more cynical of it in a way for that reason. I don't know. I've just wondered what you thought. It's not really a question. I always do that. (laughs) No, I think, I think it's, interesting because I suppose yeah there there are people on social media that wouldn't even give shadow banning a second thought because all they do is post brunch and so it's like it's it doesn't affect them and that's their thing and I suppose like there there is an argument of well at the end of the day we don't have to use social media and we could go elsewhere and it's like if you don't like how the way they're running things then leave but at the same time it's like we do give you money, like, just, you know, and it's like, even though we don't directly give them money, we give them money in, data. in a data much more money. valuable way. Exactly. Our data is the most valuable thing possible at the moment. So treating us with respect and allowing us to post the content that we want to post that isn't offensive in any way just shouldn't, I don't know, it just shouldn't be an issue. But here we are. But yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of. I suppose I'm kind of, kind of in in some ways. I miss being that person that yeah never even gave this stuff a second thought because all I used to do sort of pre June was post pictures of my outfits. So <laughs> I just I never even gave this stuff a second thought. It's just weird to think that now nearly a year later I'm like, why why doesn't Instagram do this? Why does it do that? Like I don't get it. Like this is broken. I can't do anything anymore. But yeah, <laughs> I suppose I'm in. Like it kind of ties into. The- what Olivia was just saying but also kind of ties into like your platform and stuff I'm interested in what you think the power is of kind of like sharing your stories or sharing these things because I feel like we're kind of we are at a point with social media where we're seeing a lot of marginalized people retreat from it just because it's too difficult or 
the censorship is too much and there is no readily other available platform but also with stories of sexual assault and violence speaking up is one of the most scary things you can do when it comes to it because yeah it can be hard to know how that will change your life or the reaction or whatever so I suppose I'm just interested in what you think the power of speaking up is like still well I think it's so powerful and I think a lot of people are perhaps afraid of damaging someone else's career or reputation and I always say this you don't damage someone's reputation you're just making it more accurate people can take away what they want from what you have just said about what they've done so don't ever be afraid of that but ultimately you need to obviously come out in the time that you want to and you feel ready and you feel safe but I think speaking up is one of the most powerful things you can do because it it will make other people feel less alone but you'll probably end up feeling less alone as well because likelihood is there's other people around you that have gone through something similar and they'll want to be closer to you because of that because you have common ground there and it'll expose a lot about our society and proves a lot as well and I would yeah I would always encourage people to speak out if they feel safe to and ready to because I think we can also just learn so much from it. Mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting as well how you kind of like in your work specifically confront taboos and like societal taboos because that can feel like something that's ever evolving especially yeah when we live in like echo chambers and like our little bubbles and like communities taboos can feel like something that might shift on a more micro level but not on a wider societal level so how do you kind of define that and what interests you about them Ooh, good question. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know um I'm I guess I'm such like an open person that I just hate the thought of anything like being off limits at any point so it's just like I want to talk about anything and everything and I want to I want to know about the secrets that higher powers think that we shouldn't know, I guess. And I feel like there's so much of that. Um, and there's even just, yeah, like you said, on smaller scales than among friendship groups, there's so much that people don't want you to know that you probably should know. But I don't know, it's, it's, it's one of those difficult things because it's like where where do you even draw a line who decides what's right and who's wrong but I think at the end of the day there's sort of there's core stuff we know that shouldn't happen but we all ought to know about it so we can choose how we react to it and we choose to take action or not I suppose it's like you know someone that I was close to had done something if someone I was close to was an abuser and I had no idea I would want someone to tell me mm-hmm. yeah it's like that the sh- sharing of knowledge because even with the um speak up space it's like you would or most people would probably assume or it's like probably a very um well it's it's the right thought it was the right ideal to be like the government should have these systems in place. We should be getting sex education in school. We should have sexual health clinics that are accessible. We should have the right information on what is and isn't consent, like, you know, across the whole spectrum. Um, and I suppose what is I find interesting about all the work that you do is like seeing a gap and filling it but how you build like an infrastructure around that. I was, I'm thinking on like a post going viral because it's not something we've spoken about. It's like 
people finding out for the first time about this aspect of their bodies or sex or um their experiences how how do you like how did you then deal with like getting hundreds of messages when you you know you're not government funded you don't have like 20 staff nine to five someone covering the phones on a weekend do you know what I mean um so honestly our team is like so brilliant that we all just kind of came together and we were like okay right we will just structure this really oh. well and we managed our time really well and we were like hey we're just gonna do this like we will get <laughs> this done and we we will help these people and it's gonna be fine um and I'm grateful that there is you know a group of us that do this because it's like at the beginning it was just me and Phoebes um <laughs> which is like wild to think so I'm kind of glad that that didn't happen like when things first started but it just it proves how much things do need to be funded and that we do need this comprehensive sex education because my sex education was dreadful which is why I love doing the content side of speak up space so much because even I learn new stuff each time as well um and I know members of the team that write content for us like they'll see a postcard and they're like I had no idea about that and it just kind of proves how poor their education system is when it comes to that area of stuff and it's like no obviously you can't cover everything in sex ed but there is some really basic information that was definitely missed off for a large majority of people but yet we all learn algebra do you know what I mean I'm like on what planet is that helping me now what would you say is like the most important thing you've learned about supporting people from founding the speak up space the power of just listening honestly I don't think people realize how important it is just when when you just sit there and you just let someone tell their story tell tell you about their experiences you don't interrupt and you don't ask questions you just let them say what they need to say like and then just affirming them and just saying like your experiences are valid how you're feeling about it is valid and just validating people because I think so many people are so scared and worried that what happened to them is like it's just not important or other people have it worse but you know experiences are so individual and pain is so individual yeah that everyone deserves to know that how they feel is like it's okay and it's normal and they are allowed to feel that way and I think by listening you can really reaffirm that for someone oh that was great she's so just brilliant so brilliant yeah doing so 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 much perfect episode to start on so thank you so much India really enjoyed that And thank you to our series partners, Monkey, for facilitating such an open space for us to have these conversations. This has been the first episode already. Been brilliant. I think one thing that was really great as well was just talking to India because I think that we so, well, I certainly do throw so much shade about online spaces. And it's actually just really nice to remember that you can still create community with persistence. Essentially, that's what she's done and what she's saying is that like, you can still see the goodness in, you know, small bits of information and platforms that do exist online. So, yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Oh, I'm so gravelly today. <laughs> 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 well, you're welcome for that sexy 
Husky voice <laughs> I have been putting out in this intro and outro. But for now, we will see you on Monday for our regularly scheduled episodes. And then we'll see you on next Thursday for the second episode of this special mini season. And I, for one, can't bloody wait. Yeah. So thanks, Ione. And thank you, Olivia. And thanks to India. And thanks to Monkey. And to Gina and Carlin and Gina Tonic and Camille and Charlotte and everyone else our team's just getting bigger and it sounds like we're just getting (laughs) more and more name dropping and thank you to Alfie Gleeson for the theme music for this series bye bye even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and presson falsies. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.